Yo, what's going on? We are here on a Sunday night, Mike. What's up? Special Sunday. It this is, is your special. church for today. Yeah, yeah. This is your devotion service for the evening. Uh, you know, welcome to the Mike and Miss Show, special edition Sunday night edition. We got two big guests tonight. One is one half of the first ever bare knuckle MMA female sanctioned fight. Am I, am I describing that right, Mike? At Game Bridge Fighting Championship. Yeah, it's history is what it, it is. is. It is history in the making, and uh, we have one half of that fight. The other half will be joining us Wednesday night. Uh, Danielle Wynn will be on in a minute. Following Dan- Danielle, we have a, a surprise guest that we picked up this morning. We, we locked it in. Uh, recently released and stripped of his title, Dat Nguyen of the BKFC is going to stop in and explain what the hell has happened between him and the BKFC that uh, that ended his four-month reign as the 135 champion with the, with that organization. That be that. That be that. So before we uh, get going, we're just going to shout our sponsors real quick, as we always do. Uh, we got Holding Hands Massage, you know, Holding Hands Massage. They are registered with the Department of Veteran Affairs. Jackie Holden is one of the best in the business. She knows how to talk to the body and find the trigger points for pain and alleviate all that shit. She, uh, if you are a soldier, if you are a veteran, go to holdenhandmassage.com and book yourself an appointment with Jackie. If you are not a veteran or a soldier, you can still go see Jackie Holden. You just got to go to www.massagetherapics.com and she will hook you right up. And the other one, of course, Killfoot Clothing. I got one of their shirts on tonight, America. Mike's got the uh, Mission Accomplished shirt made by Killfoot Clothing right there. American-made apparel, veteran-owned, veteran-made products. They are the shit. You got you to gotta love Killfoot. And uh, with that being said. Super comfy. Super comfy. Like the softest shit you'll ever put on, dude. It's like the best shirt to wear. Wicked out. soft. Yeah, wicked soft. All right. What do you say we bring in Danielle Wynn and we get to know one half of the first ever band, not gonna let fight. Elva. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Danielle Wynn, how are you? Welcome to the program. Hey, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we are good. good. Doing good. You know, I gotta tell you, I'm tired. <laughs> I was up till 2.30 in the morning and watching, uh, you know, I I had a couple people over, Mike being one of them. We watched the UFC 263 card last night. Um, and then I had to get up at 5.20, this 5.30 this morning, shave my stupid face and put my army uniform on <laughs> and head right back to work, you know? Danielle, I didn't have to do that because I actually <laughs> went to school earlier this year and I didn't have to i i'm we're in the same unit but i don't have to attend my annual training this year because i went to school for five weeks so this guy texted me at like 5 39 in the morning and when i when when i got up i looked at my phone and i said what the hell is this guy uh, what is he what is he smoking he, he's texting me at 5 30 in the morning thinking i'm going to be paying attention to his taxis out of his mind hey i was up and i was up, i was up and at it but it's enough about mike and mish the guest of the hour right now is Danielle Wynn. How right. are you? And um, tell us a little bit about what you have coming up. It's really big news. It's amazing. And it's ne- and it's next Friday. So uh, what, do you, what do you got going on? Uh, yeah. So my name is Danielle Wynn. I train out of ATT Team Lima, American Top Team Team Lima. 
And uh, yeah, I'm doing the first uh, female bare knuckle fight that's sanctioned by the athletic. That's so, big that's, news. Yeah. And, uh, and, and okay, so you started your MMA career as a professional pretty recently. Yes. You have been extremely active uh, since going pro, which, which you started off against a not a well-known person, but from a well-known family, Bellamere, correct? Yes. Let me ask you a, a couple questions. How how did that fight? How did you like, did somebody say, uh, Bellamere, Fr hey, Frank Mir, we got the perfect girl for your daughter? To, like, how did that even happen? I know, actually, I saw a uh, Facebook post about it. They needed a, a uh, pro 00135-er, and it was in Mexico, so you had to have a passport. I guess nobody had a passport. I have a valid passport. So I was like, who's the, who's the opponent? And they sent me the information. I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so I did it. I'll tell you, she's she's um kind of a powerhouse, huh? Did, were you surprised? <laughs> like she's very young. Is she was she eighteen? Uh, no, seventeen. That's what we did she, in seventeen years old, making her pro debut. Her dad's Frank Mir. That must have been yeah. surreal. <laughs> yeah, interesting. It was it was it was crazy. Just like going to Mexico, then literally driving like an hour from the airport and. Arena, like I love the water. It was, it was amazing. You know, it's a good thing you were in Mexico because if you punch a seventeen-year-old in the face in America, you're going to jail. I'm surprised. You're going to prison, Daniel. <laughs> how, how was the like the COVID restrictions down there? Uh, actually, they just did the antibody test, and uh, that was it. And they pricked my, they pricked my finger, and I passed. And that's that's it. That's how they do it. They just do the finger prick. Yeah, that's how they did it there. Like, huh? I didn't know that. That's kind of like a diabetes uh, test. Yeah, yeah prick, you know, little diabetes test well, for your diabetes. Um, so, like I said, you've been staying super active. You're you're fighting. You have you have this fight coming up next Friday against Monica Medina, but you also have another fight already booked, right? In like August or September, I thought I saw that online. Do you, am I wrong about that? Uh, well, I haven't signed anything yet, but yeah, I have something in the making for September. Um, I have to obviously see how this go first because I can't like plan ahead. Because I mean, still June, July, August, September. Right, but is and that one's MMA. Yes, that would be. Important. So that one's traditional MMA. Right. You're going to be doing some bare knuckle MMA. What you have you thought about possibly venturing over into actual just bare knuckle fighting and BKFC? I've actually thought about it, but um, like I, I have so many offers for MMA fights. That is just it never never really made sense to me. But then when uh, Dean came to me about uh, the game bread, I was like, oh crap, oh shit, I guess this is a huge opportunity. I'm totally an opportunist, and I I just had to take it. Like I texted my coach Diego Lima. I was like, hey, I just got offered to be on Jorge Masvidal's as like show game bread or promotion game bread, and he, didn't, he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we should do this. And unfortunately, well, not fun, but Diego spied the next day, so I couldn't have him as a coach. But I found somebody that would be willing to, you know, coach and you know, help me out there. So I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, the worst that could happen. I mean, what's the worst that could really happen, I guess? We got some uh, some people in. Yeah, Dave, I was going to just say we got some fighters in the chat room right now that are jealous of your opportunities. Yeah. Danielle. But you know what, David, you know, this is only the first one. 
I'm sure there'll be more, and uh, this is going to be a huge thing. And who knows, man, with it with a name like Jorge Masvidal behind a, a organization like this, sky's the limit, man. Now, are you uh, are you tra- I, I can't imagine are, are you training any different to go into a, a an MMA fight where you're not going to be wearing gloves, or is it basically just status quo, same thing all the time? Well, after just coming off a fight from two weeks ago, I'm pretty much just keeping my cardio up. I mean, there's not much I can do in two weeks. What you hear you that? You, you hear that, Mike? Remember, I said she was really active. She fought two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I know. It's <laughs> crazy. Like you're just fighting everyone. It's people in the comments. You want to fight? She's gonna kick your ass. She's ready for it. Yeah, they came to me weeks ago about it, but I said I already had, had a fight June 18th. I mean, uh, June. Oh man, I forgot. Like two weeks ago. But uh, oh, June 4th. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> fight. He was like, "Yo, it's still it's still open. Do you want to do it?" I said, you know, give me an hour. Let me talk to Diego. And I follow up in an hour. And I was like, you know, send the contract. Let's do it. He sent the contract. The next day I printed it out, signed, and boom, we're ready to go. So I, uh, Joe Ivy, you know, she's in the comments here. She's a huge supporter of yours. She says history in the making. And I know we talked about this before we jumped on. You know, we chatted a little bit. And this is history. And I was saying to you earlier, people are going to jump on in the future. And they're going to start Googling. And they're gonna say bare knuckle MMA because we're gonna be on like 200, and then it's gonna be this big yeah. event. And they're gonna be like, "Wow, who is in the first? Do you remember the first one?" And you're gonna be on there, first female event, first bare knuckle MMA event. I mean, that must be, that must be awesome. I mean, the feeling that you get from that, dude, it's it's amazing. It was just an opportunity I just couldn't resist. I just, like, I just know I had to find somebody to corner. I had to find somebody, and I just went through my contact list and I was like, okay, who can do it? Because I just. You know, <laughs> I pretty much already know what I'm going to do. And, you know, I need somebody there that's like, you know, just to help out with things. And, oh, dude, I just, <laughs> I was so elated. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you at all familiar with Monica Medina or? I've watched it. Well, yeah. She has fought some pretty big names. Jillian Robertson. Um, was it Tracy Cortez? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did. And it's in the, they're in the UFC now, though, I think. Right, yeah. I was when I was looking into her, I, I saw a picture of her with with actually uh, posing with Dana White at one of their fights. I don't know; it might might have been at the Tracy Cortez fight or something like that. But um, yeah, very cool opportunity. Do you guys know where you will sit as far as the structure of the card goes? No, I have no clue where we are. Um, I, don't I mean, know. how cool would it be to be the very first, like the very first ever? bare knuckle MMA fight of all time mm-hmm. would be you guys. And it would be a female fight as well. That would be even more history in the making, but triple you know, first, the triple first. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how they're going to do it. Like, I mean, they could do it or they could make it the wait. But I think we're the only ones on the card. Cause there's, I saw a post about trying to get another like 115, 120 uh, female bare knuckle fight for a two, one girl. Like I shared it. Cause it'd be awesome to have another set of females. On that. It's so cool. What about bare knuckle MMA? Do you think? Do you anticipate being like different than regular MMA? You know, like, are there any like particular situations that you're like that will really change a lot? I mean, obviously, you're getting hit with the bare knuckles, but it's like right. mostly it's not too far off. I mean, the gloves are very small in MMA. You know, and it's not like you're grabbing gloves, right? You can't, I mean, right? You can't grab the gloves. No, so, I, I it would be different 
because of the um, like for grappling because you can actually like grasp your hands. Like I mean, I got I don't have big hands, but I don't have small hands, and you know the, the gloves come all the way up to the tips of my fingers, so it's kind of hard to grasp. But I think the grappling will be a little bit different. Um, but easier for you yeah. is what you're saying. Right, easier to grip and to, you know to hold and you know get submissions and things. But um, as far as you're right, you're getting hit with knuckles. That's kind of different too. But the gloves <laughs> kind of your your face, really your hands, right? Yeah. Ben Field in the comments asks, uh, "Would betting my house on you be a safe bet? <laughs> and when you win, what should I do with the money?" <laughs> you give it to her. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. 50-50, right down the middle. Oh, and uh, David Morgan, who is uh, a fighter for the BKFC, says, what are you doing to train for bare knuckle that is different? Mike just asked that. So basically, when you when you approach this, um, it's sort of like no-gi <laughs> grappling that you get to punch people in the face and stuff, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's punches. It's like full combat jujitsu. Yeah, but you can close your hands. And you can close your hands. <laughs> so yeah. Unified MMA rules, just no gloves. And uh, have you talked to Game Bread Masvidal? No, I have not. Are you going to? Well, that'd be really awesome. I would like to. That'd be really cool. I'd like a picture. I, I mean. <laughs> I think you'll be able to, to get that. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you guys see my Facebook. I'm all about pictures. I take them all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well, the day he, I mean, I don't know if he's got to be, but he should be like the Dana White of the company. You know, he should be the president. I don't know. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll be more Lorenzo Fertitta. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to get a picture, but you know, obviously I'm going to focus on the fight and that'd be great if that happens, but I'm not going to count on it or anything because the fight is more important than anything else. Winning is more important than anything else. Right. And, um, Brandon Quigley, in the comment section says, Danielle, when, what is your prediction? How do you see this fight ending? I pretty much see me walking down, walking her down punches. Walking her down punches. Yeah. That's pretty much how I see it going. I'm a, I'm a puncher for the most part. What I like to do. <laughs> there you go. That's why I think like, uh, I think with your, with your hustle, with the amount, with the, with the activity that you have, you obviously have drive and a ton of, you're like, you're nonstop. You fought four times in the, you, this will be the fourth time since, what, October? October, yeah. Fourth time since October. And now you have, I mean, you, you're showing like a, uh, a wide variety of, um, you know, of skill here. You could fight regular MMA. You could stick with game bread and you can go over to BKFC. So just, you know, keep on hustling. Um, what I wanted to ask you about was training with Diego Lima. Uh, what's it like there? Does, I mean, are you training with Diego and Douglas? Um, like they, they teach the class sometimes and I have like trained like with them, but I usually it's with like people in the classes. We have a lot of fighters, a lot of inspiring fighters as well, but a lot of people that actually, you know, Get to, got to the cage, done their thing, and came out victorious. So we just have like a butt ton of fighters. Like it's it's great to be at a gym where everybody's pretty much got the same goal. They want to get to the big stage. They want to do their thing. They want to show what they can do. They've been training and doing all this hard work for weeks and weeks, and you know they just want to show what they can do. Like it's inspiring. So 
uh training who's like the who's that one person that you've gotten to train with that you were like oh my god i can't believe i'm training with this person other than the lima brothers there <laughs> um i can't I, believe i'm here right now you know i have to admit it was kind of leaves. i was like oh that's kind of cool like i've seen them on tv and then they're there and they're actually like in the gym they're not just like a silent like a silent partner they're actually like there and helping people you can ask they're the nicest guys like ever and uh yeah I don't know. I can't really think of anybody right now. You kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> they fly anybody in for like training camps for like other fighters in the gym and like people come there and you're like, oh my God, I get to train with this person that I, you know, I'm watching all the time. I mean, I, I, it just seems like such an exciting thing. And I, I feel like fighters are different than I've said this before. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I feel like MMA fighters are different even all the way up to like top level because they're still training in gyms that civilians like everyday civilians like i could walk into a gym and be like oh i want to be a part of this gym and start training and i might not be training with that person side by side but they're going to be there and they're going to be doing their thing they're going to be working out and you get to see them and they're kind of still on that level and i feel like they're a little closer to like ground level if that makes sense then like if you went to the nfl or the nba or something like that like those people like they're stars and when they train they train at private facilities you will not see them you're probably never going to be getting passes from tom brady or you know covering you know what i'm saying it's it's different i feel like it's different yeah I more too. personable you need to see all kinds of styles you see the best of the best and you know people that may have the orthodox style that uh, you know it's a little it's just rare like i think you need to see everything whereas in like in the nfl I mean, just kind of just work out and run run <laughs> i mean i don't really know what turning that i'm not knocking it or anything but no I, MMA, you have to train with you got to train with the white belts and the black belts and all the ones in between right so it's just such a wide array yeah it's very unique i i i think it's awesome um what was the mood like in the gym after douglas's fight friday night for bellator because that was rough yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I know he ran into kind of a buzzsaw and that Ukrainian kid. Man, that that dude's a monster. Um, was it just back to the back to the drawing board and get back at it for for Douglas? I mean, yeah, basically. I mean, he's he's got heart. He's gonna get. He'll be right back at it. And I mean, he's like in the gym. He's he's very like dedicated and very, like when I see him train with with his personal trainer, like it's just. Like he's just so focused and just so into it. He'll be back for sure. Guaranteed. He, he had a, he had a similar thing happen. Uh, was it Korishkov? Is that the guy that we saw him fight Kyle? Yeah. And he kind of had a similar match <laughs> against him. And then I feel like he came back better, you know? So he'll come back. He'll come back strong. He'll fix all that stuff. And it'll all be good. Right. So, um, when do you head to Biloxi? Are you, you're not there right now, right? You just moved into a new place. Are you still in Atlanta or wherever you train? Yeah, I actually just moved up to Duluth. Um, Duluth. Yeah, I'm just, I literally just moved yesterday. I moved everything in. I didn't do anything. I went to sleep after I did that. And I just started organizing stuff like all day long today. And just took the whole day and just put everything away. Because I, I really don't like messes, but <laughs> I don't have any furniture. I really like having any house guests or anything. But I'll be going to Biloxi on Wednesday night. So my plane ticket, it's kind of funny because, like, I arrived literally, like, due to the time change, I arrived, like, 
a few minutes after I left. <laughs> you know what? Me yeah. and Mike, we a little we time just, machine. Right. We went to um, BKFC 17 in Biloxi. And, you know, believe it or not, like to fly into Biloxi would have cost us $680 a round trip. And we're like, man, fuck that. Atlanta, we can go for $200 a round trip, rent a car and just drive up to Biloxi. And we, we landed in Atlanta, got our car, drove to Biloxi and time traveled back back an hour. It was kind of cool. I'm not about that driving life. I couldn't stand driving to Tennessee. That was awful. <laughs> oh, no, no. We weren't in Biloxi. We were in, fuck, where the hell were we, Mike? We were in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, but I tra- wasn't going to say it, but he said but it. You know, well, I just was going to let that pass. You right, know? whatever. But we, but, we really tra- but we time traveled. Okay, that's all I'm saying. The whole yeah. the point of the story is that we time traveled, like Bill hey. and Ted. You know, it's the same ending. So I was like, I'm not even going to bother saying anything because I was like, we did not go to Biloxi, but that's okay. Nobody has to know. Oh, Jesus, shut up. He called himself out. I didn't do it. Yeah. I'm on two and a half hours of sleep. Okay, my friend. All right. I, Ladies and gentlemen, I will have Mike Hunold on the north ramp of our facility doing push-ups at 730 tomorrow morning. I will not be there. See, what a, this guy, I won't be there. I'm not, I'm not on a, hey, I'm not there. I'm not going to be there. That's my day off. So Andrew Toppin is is an up and coming fighter here. He should be either on toe the line or BKFC very soon. Uh, He saw us in in Atlanta where the players play, as we know. And you know where he saw us in the Hertz line. Have you ever rented a car from Hertz in Atlanta? Uh, No. Fair warning. Never do it. Don't do it. Ever. Never do it. What happened? Oh, if you were five people back in line, it would take an hour for you to get your car. Oh. So there was a line that was 30 people long. So I'm just going to say the people at the end of the line probably didn't make it. Danielle, it took us. Uh, we flew from Baltimore to Atlanta faster than it took for us to get our car from the line at Hertz. Yeah. I'd be, nice. <laughs> be careful. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So. Okay, we got a we got a big event coming up Friday night. You're fighting Monica Medina. Uh, why don't you go ahead shout out some people, uh, thank whoever got you to where you are this Friday night, and um, and, and we'll uh, we'll wrap this up with you and let you get going. Okay, sounds good. Well, yeah, I just want to thank my training partners and of course the Lever Brothers because I had to get clearance from them to to, to take this opportunity. And of course, my parents, because my mom is like always at my fights. She'll probably, well, she wouldn't likely be there. Uh, she's working on getting the day off work right now. And definitely Barbara Orthopedics. Oh my God, they keep my joints and bones in really great condition. Helped me out in my last fight. Last fight didn't go my way, but still, they, they were they were simply amazing. And they're just, oh, I love their service. It was great. And of course, like, thank my corner man who stepped up to come out, uh, Caesar. Coming out to do the whole like thing with me at a game brand of Jorge Maswell's promotion. Yeah, that's about it. Well, it is uh it's a new goal of ours that we've been we've been getting to all the BKFC events, um, you know, doing doing media stuff at these events. Our new goal is to uh is to be doing some interviews at these game bread fighting championships because i think this is i I really truly believe this is another new wave of the future here i mean like when bare knuckle became legal three years ago everybody was like holy shit what is this brutal gladiator 
stuff that we're watching here. And now it's getting so popular, popular, popular. It was only a matter of time before somebody was like, why are we only just doing boxing? <laughs> you know, why don't we strip the gloves off some MMA fighters and throw them in a cage like we, you know, like we're so used to. And um, it was only a matter of time. And I really believe with a name like Jorge Masvidal behind it oh, yeah. and, and, you know, bringing in up and coming fighters like yourself, but also showcasing a guy like Jason Knight, who is a badass in the main event fighting an absolute maniac like like uh charles bennett i don't know if you saw if you saw we we had jason knight and charles bennett on the other night you saw it yes uh, (laughs) this guy's crazy do you want to know something we my wife was was re-watching the show because she didn't get to see it live and she was keeping the noise level down because we were someplace where uh we can't really have the sound loud especially with felony talking she went to go turn the uh the closed captions on oh no on youtube oh, no. youtube blocked it there was yeah. no closed captions yeah we were like what the hell we were like what the hell so i i'm like wait a minute check all our other videos she, she checked all our other ones she was like yeah closed captions work on all of them uh i don't know man i think he i think uh felony might have pushed some uh might have hit the hit hit the maximum limit <laughs> I'm just for waiting for the warning <laughs> that we're going to be getting kicked off soon. <laughs> yeah, we can't have many strikes against us here. All right, well, let's hope it brings fans to the show then. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Hey. He, you know, he's entertaining as hell. Yes, he is. I met him at a King of the Cage uh, fight that I did. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Ivey says, felony broke YouTube. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and, and you will be on a card that features Jason Knight and him in the main event. It's, it's going to be incredible uh best best of luck to you friday night absolutely anybody who wants to watch it we put it down at the bottom there uh let me throw it back up there just for a minute watch game bread fighting championship june 18th on the bktv app or at bktvapp.com um thank you so much for coming on the show danielle we can't wait to watch your fight this friday thanks for having me i appreciate it or or not this friday next friday that was june 18th june 18th Right. right Yes, June 18th. This coming Friday. Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. I it's blame the very, army. I, it's oh. very close. Yes. Yeah. Very, very close. Super stoked. All right. I bet. I can just imagine. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Uh, bye-bye. All right. For those those in the comment section asking, we are not doing any speed rounds tonight. Because uh, it's been a long, crazy week. This is a, a Sunday night special. And our second guest is already here. He is in the waiting room. So why not get right to it? Mr. Dat B. Dat. Dat hey. Nguyen. Dat B. Hey, Dat. How, are you, how, how you are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you very much. What's new with you, sir? Me? Uh, just trying to, you know, uh, train a little bit and see... Uh... If anything comes up. So uh, you have been in the news. Yes. N- not for not for reasons that I'm sure you're very happy about, but I wanted to get you on here and uh, give you an opportunity to tell uh, tell the masses what went on with yep. with uh, Mr. Dat Nguyen in the, in the BKFC that led to you um, not defending your title. Uh. 
Yeah, what is your what is your question again? I'm sorry, I was just occupied with trying to set this thing up. No, so so we wanted to get you an opportunity to come on here and go ahead and tell everybody, um, you know, what happened between you and the BKFC. You just won the title back on February fifth in, in an amazing fight of the year con, uh, contender against Johnny Bedford, Brutal Bedford. You looked amazing in that fight. You looked like you were, uh, you know, the next big name on the BKFC roster. And then, boom, all of a sudden, four months later, you're not the champion anymore. So uh, can you tell, tell us what happened? What's going, what got us to where we're at today? What the hell is going on? I, I am still the champion, you know what I mean? Uh, right now, you know, until we negotiate uh, a better deal, because uh, I never had a contract with BKFC. So, you know, I, I wanted to have the belt so that way i can have uh some negotiation power after i win the belt so right now we're still negotiating for for a good deal you know because i think i think I, I bring a lot to the table and uh, at the same time i'm the only asian fighter that is a world champion in the united states right now i mean not i mean in in, in big kfc you know so right and, and uh it's 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 a big market out there you know it's a big market out there for me and uh like I said, uh, I always come to bring the best fight and then, you know, to entertain the fan. And uh, right now, we're working something out, you know. Hopefully, it, it works out for the both parties because uh, that's what I look forward to. So, so okay, go ahead, Mike. Oh, well, I was going to say, um, I, I noticed a little bit earlier uh, that, that Scott Burt uh, put out a, a Facebook post. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, he, 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 I think he, he forwarded to me and I saw it. Oh yes, so uh, um, yes, I, I saw something like that. So I'm not, a, I'm not aware of what was going on there. So real quick for the fans, so for the people who are watching, our supporters and all that, um, the highly it reads the highly anticipated official video statement from the historic 140 year old Police Gazette Boxing Corporation about 135 pound fighter Dat Nguyen, as delivered by President Scott R. Burt, to be released tomorrow evening, June 14th, from the 1903 offices of the Police Gazette. What is this announcement supposed to be about? Is this the police gazette title too? Are they are they going to announce that they're pulling that title from you? Also, like, what is this? I, I'm just confused on what's but, going on here. Uh, you know, the, the the police gazette is the most prestigious belt out there. I mean, it's been sanctioned for 140 plus year, and Johnny L. Selman is the only one that uh, you know was one of the first ones to held it, and he's uh, world famous. Uh, so I, you know, I mean, it's an honor for me to to have that belt. So, you know, as long as I don't lose the belt by fighting, I should be a champion still. So I, I don't know why, where you guys would get the news there. But, you know, like I said, a, a champion do not lose his belt unless he lose a fight. And that's what I believe. I've been in the sport of fighting for a long time. And uh, right now, you know, I mean, if like I said, uh, we we are working to towards a solution. So, uh, okay. like I said, uh, I'm, a, I, I'm a great fighter and I, I look to fight forward to fight anybody and anybody. That's that's actually great news. If you're saying that, because because the reports the other day was that they they had taken the title from you, but you're you're saying that there's still negotiations going on because we we I personally when I saw the headline, I was like that is way too like four months is not inactive. Four months is not inactive. I I was like, why the hell are they pulling the trigger so fast on, on this as if like he, as if like he's just not an active fighter right. you went through war you went to war with johnny bedford four months ago it's not like you're holding the belt hostage for a year you know what i mean right 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 well okay. you know, like, I, like i said um 
you know, BKFC is a, is a new company. And, you know, they got those OG guys that's been there from day one. So they've been talking a lot of trash, like, uh, you know, Burnett and then Johnny Bedford. Uh, so they've been talking a lot of trash. And, uh, and you know, like I said, um, I, I want to be able to humble them, you know. But like you said, uh, the, the term has to be right. So, yeah, I stay tuned, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I love BKFC. You know, I, David Feldman gave me an opportunity to be uh, on the promotion and I won the belt, you know. So, uh like I said, I, I come into BKFC to do big things. You know, I'm not looking to, you know, uh, hold the belt hostages. I want to fight big names, you know, big opponents. So, I mean, if those guys are in my way and they're talking a lot of trash, I have to get rid of them. So, you know, like I said, we work things out. Perfect. So your your next opponent, and I, I'm hoping your next opponent is, is Reggie Barnett Jr. And I'm sure, obviously, you know that he's been out there talking a lot about you. Wanting to get into that squared circle with you, right. you know, you like, hey, like you said, I win you the champ. Everybody want to go after you, you know. So what can I say, you know? I mean, when Johnny Bedford was the champ, I said, look, I want to fight him for the belt, and uh, and David gave me an opportunity. And I, I've been an elite boxer for many years, and you know, boxing never gave me an opportunity because I'm such a uh, uh, an elite boxer, and you know, those they they trying to build those young young undefeated prospects, and they're not gonna check me in. To, to fight those guys because, you know, it's a 50-50 chance that I'll beat them, you know. So uh, they never give me an opportunity. The only, the only opportunity they give me is when they know I'm not training and they call me last minute and say, hey, you want to fight on HBO uh, against this undefeated prospect? And I take those fights, you know. That's why I had those those uh, three losses under my record. Really, I don't think those are a lot. You know what I mean? The fights were very close, and I thought I won it, really, you know. But, you know, like you said, I take those fights under those circumstances. And I, I cannot complain, you know, but that's the, that's the name of the sports. I mean, pretty much any sports is like that in combat, I think, you know. But uh, right. like said, David gave me an opportunity, and I said, David, you know, I'm I'm a great fighter, and I'll fight anybody. Just give me, uh, you know, enough training uh, schedule because, you know, usually I, I run a business here. I run a restaurant. You know, if I'm not running a restaurant, I'm doing something else. I'm taking care of my family. So, please, just give me enough notice for a fight, and, uh, you know, I, I get myself in tip-top shape. I don't think anybody can beat me. And David gave me the opportunity, you know, and, and uh, I beat Bedford in the last fight. Right. We were uh, we were actually present for that one. That was the first fight. That was the first event that we actually covered as media. And I got to tell you, man, you guys, that whole show was just phenomenal. But the two fights that really stood out that night was Clarissa Sagala and Tyler uh, Taylor Starling, the two females. And then it, it wasn't the main event. It wasn't Chris Lieben. It was you and Johnny Bedford. And for anybody that thinks that you didn't lay it completely out on the line and, and uh, go to absolute war with Johnny Bedford and prove that you're one of the best in the world, they need to go back and watch that. Right. And uh, it would be a damn shame for the BKFC to turn their back on you. I, I just couldn't even imagine. After being there and seeing it live in person, I just could not imagine – that they wouldn't come to terms with you on something. You know, like I said, BKFC is, is a young company and, you know, they need uh, a lot of big names to come in and help them build a brand, you know, and I'm, I'm not a big name, but, you know, I come to fight. You know, I come to fight and I entertain the fans. And when I do fight, I fight with all my heart. And that's all I want to do. I want to be able to gain new fans and help, uh, you know, the company grow. So, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, David get to see that. Uh, and, and you know, bring me back, and we agreed on terms. And and uh, I, I love to be a part of the BKFC brand, and and uh, you know, make it go viral. You know, be big like the UFC someday. You know, like I said, um, 
when I fought Johnny Bedford, I knew it was going to be a tough war. And I, I prepared myself mentally and physically for that fight. Now, Dad, right. you, you talked about entertaining. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. Did you did – you, okay. For those who didn't see his walkout, when he talks about entertaining the fans, he came out to, to Mortal Kombat with the hat. Did you see Israel Adesanya last yeah, I night? Saw I saw yeah. I think that, you know. Yeah, you know, Israel, Israel, Israel used to follow me. You know, like I said, a few months ago, uh, I think it was my second fight. Right after my second fight, I saw a follow. I was like, whoa, who's this guy? Adesanya. Whoa, he was a UFC champ. I was like, wow, Adesanya follow me? You know, and I was like, wow, he <laughs> follows me, right? And I was like, wow. So I started to follow him too. And, um, you know, months later, I, I went back to his page. And I, like, I look at his following. I'm like, oh, what? I'm not following anymore. So I'm pretty sure that. You know, I just saw his last walkout. Somebody sent me the walkout. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this guy just took my idea. He came out like a Ronin, you know? Yeah. With that conical hat, a Ronin. Were you going for Raiden from Mortal Kombat, or were you going for... You know, really, you know, I thought about the hat. You know, really, the, when I first came out with the hat, I said, you know, let me let me rep something. I want to be able to entertain the fan because I want to be something unique. You know? Yeah. I want to be something unique. And I said, what does makes me unique so i said you know what i'm gonna come out with the the the, the rice hat you know? yeah that, that conical ever, hat yeah nobody ever came out with that hat before and so i like i put the rice hat on i was like you know i gotta find the music that goes with this i gotta find the music and, and then like and i heard mortal kombat I was like you know what i'm gonna come out with mortal kombat and everybody just like oh mortal kombat and, and raiden with the, the corn hat oh so you know yep. everybody call me raiden from then on so it's kind of stuck on me so i said you know what we're gonna keep going out with, with raiden but uh like I said, the next fight, if I do fight, it's going to be its going to be crazy because the, the next walkout is going to be even five times better than the last one. So, you know, I, I think you know, it, set, it sets the setting, you know, for, for the, the fight. You know, I never knew how important the, the walkout would be. You know, it sets the tone, you know. So if negotiations don't go the way that, you know, we hope they go and, and you, 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 you're stay with the BKFC. Are you open to going to different promotions? If things don't work out, are you looking at that Avenue? You know, as a fighter, you know, your, your career is only going to last so much, so many, so long, you know, so you want to be able to make the most money, you know? So me, you know, as, as a fighter, I'm also a businessman, you know? So I want to be able to get the most money possible because, you know, every time you go in there, you're taking damage, you're taking, no matter how good you are, you don't get punchline on you, you know? So, I want, like I said, I want to make the most money for my family. You know, I, I got three children that are here and I, I got a, a job that I, I work, you know, so I want to be able to take care of them. You know, like I said, I, I fight for the fans, but also I fight for my family. You know, so uh, whoever offers me the, the, the most money and, and, you know, help me, uh, you know, get there, uh, I'll be loyal to them, you know. Um, so for those who are watching that aren't familiar with that, like you said earlier, 20, 20 and three as a professional traditional boxer, three and zero with the BKFC. Your boxing pedigree is insane. Do you have any other backgrounds besides boxing? Have you trained in any kind of grappling or jujitsu or anything like that? You, you know, you know, I, I have really big dream. I have a really big dream because you know I grew up in Hawaii, Maui, Hawaii, and uh, you know when I was uh, 11, 12 years old, I was taking karate classes. You know, I was taking karate classes, and I was. I was doing kumite sparring, uh, you know, stuff like that against black belts, you know, and I was able to beat them. And then, you know, it, I learned, and then went into kickboxing. I went into kickboxing, and it was undefeated in kickboxing tournament. My brother is an IKF champion. You can look him up, Tin Win, you know. 
And so we came, I grew up from Maui. So, you know, Maui in, in the early uh, late 90s and early 2000s, you know, like, like me and my brother and my coaches were the most famous gym in Hawaii. You know, before we were, we were like BJ Penn, nobody even heard about BJ Penn until he went into the UFC. So, you know, we, we have a martial arts background in Hawaii. But, you know, um, you know, for my coach, uh, his name is Jeff Mickey. He's six degree black belt. Uh, uh, he's a six degree black belt. He been careful karate. So he's been learning since he was five, six years old. He taught me a lot. You know, he, he, he made me the person I am. So, um, you know, for, for me to stay active, uh, I had to take boxing, uh, boxing, uh, uh, join the boxing show, you know, tournaments and stuff like that. So in Hawaii, after I got a few fights in Hawaii, nobody wants to fight me anymore because, you know, the population in Hawaii is not very big. And, you know, so uh, after I graduated, I got a full scholarship. So I went I went to the boxing route and went to the Olympic training center. All right. So that would lead me with your your being brought up doing karate and and uh that leads me to the next question that somebody had in the comments here. Would you consider fighting in Masvidal's new pro, uh, new promotion? I would imagine that if the money's right, you would. But that is a bare knuckle mixed martial arts promotion. Game bread. Absolutely. You know, like I said, I'm open for for anything, and like I said, it's all about the money. You know what I mean? Um, you know, anytime fighting is dangerous, no matter how. I, like I said, I am open to do those things, and trust me, that's the thing I want to do. I want to build up company. <clears throat> I'm said I already accomplished the bare knuckle uh, war title. Um, you know, like I said, I've been a boxer for so long. I should have beat the world champ. I should have been a world champion in boxing. But you know, like I said, boxing is very political. Um, they pick and choose who they want to build. And and you know, if if the promoters ever give me the opportunity to fight for a world title in boxing, I will be a world champion. I spar a lot of world champion. I know what level I am at. And and, and you know, the next thing to accomplish if I do is you know mixed martial arts. You know, imagine if I was able to do all those three. It'd be amazing. So Brandon Quigley in the comments has given you, I think, a pretty good compliment here. In my yeah. opinion, he says, fight of the year versus Bedford. That was up there with Gaddy versus Ward. Gaddy versus Ward. Look at that. Come hey, on. To, to, be prepared, to be compared to uh, got the Gaddy Ward fights, man. You, you know, know funny? You... I used to spar with a tour of Gotti. You know what I mean? I used to spar. I used to be his sparring partner. Uh, when I first came to Vero Beach, Florida, he he trained with Buddy McGirt, and Buddy was uh, was training Arturo Gotti, and uh, you know he was training for uh, you know the fight Durant in Atlantic City, and I was his sparring partner because you know um, he needed oh, a, a similar height, uh, and I was his sparring partner, and uh, you know I get to spar with a world champion. I'm 20, 20 what? I was 2004, 2005. So I was 20 something years old, 21, 22 years old. You know, fighting, uh, spawn uh, a Hall of Famer. You know, it's, it's a great experience. So yeah, that's incredible. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. Um, if you if you came to terms with, uh, uh, you know, and and hopefully you do with with David Feldman and the BKFC, are you considering uh, moving up to one forty five at some point and trying to become like a double champ or? And or, or like you just said before, money, money, money's everything. When you know the money's right, you go up to one fifty-five. You know what I mean? You know, it's not about the money. It's everything. Like I said, if if David wants me to to defend this belt on one thirty-five, then you know the money, the money got to be, uh, you know, good for me to be motivated. You know, but like I said, I already told David. I already told David. Look, I come to BKFC. I want to be multiple divisional world champion. I want to win the one the title one thirty-five. If he opens up the title one forty-five, I I already told David. I'm going to 145 if you have the title there. there I'm going go. to fight Palomino if he wins his next fight at 155. 
you know, that's the guy I really want to beat the most because, you know, he, he, he talks a lot of trash to me and I just dislike the person. When I dislike a person, I fight 10 times better. And, and you know, and uh, and I, I like I said, eventually I want to fight the heavyweight uh, uh, champion, you know, because you know, <laughs> I saw that. I, a small guy like me to fight uh, the heavyweight champion, you know, that would just, <laughs> it, it makes a, the vir- go, you know, social media go viral. Don't you think? And you guys are friends too, right? So I, I was just gonna say, wasn't he holding your your uh, your child during your fight? Yeah, he was, and he was uh, wearing the hat. He was he was there at my last <laughs> fight, and uh, and he came to the locker, you know. And I said, hey, you know, this is the fight I want someday. You know, we're gonna make we're gonna make a lot of noise if we, if we do happen. And you know, like you said, as a fighter, in my mind, I know I can beat him. But he's also a fighter. Of course, he's like, man, this little guy, he, he can beat me. We're gonna, you know what I mean? So. Uh, I'm pretty sure he he does respect me, but you know, in his mind, he thinks he can beat me. But I I'm I'm the same way. I think I can beat him. So it'll it'll be a great great fight, you know. And plus, we're gonna make uh, a lot of money too, you know, if it goes viral, you know. So I was just gonna say, money. we are living in the day and age when a 190 pound YouTuber can fight a 145 pound legend. So a guy like yourself. And a guy like him, obviously, would never get like sanctioned because of the the size difference. But you know what? You might sell a million pay per views and make twenty million dollars off of it. Who knows? Right. Exhibition. All you gotta do is slap that exhibition tag on there, and you can get away with anything. Absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 the plan. You know, like I said, that's that's what motivates me. Really. You know, like I said, I told David, look, um, that's what motivates me. That's what drives me to to uh train because i want to look at the big picture you know and a lot of people are like oh this fight would never be sanctioned you know those guys are a little thinkers you know they don't see the big picture me i like to shoot for the stars you know and i know i can get there if, if, if i have the drive and the motivation and when i think about that it gives me the motivation to to you know put in the work so i know i brought up reggie earlier uh and if you had it had to choose, if you had your choice on who you fought next, who would be the number one person that you just want to really punch in the face? Um, you know, like I said, um, the the two person that I, I hate the most in BKFC. Once he when I fought Bedford, I didn't hate him. We we talked a lot of trash, but you know, um, he was still kind of respectful. He didn't call me name other than the dork. The dork is not <laughs> that, you know. But Reggie's been calling me the p words and this, all these other words, and I hate when people call me name. So he's gonna get it when, if he, like I said, that's a guy I'm gonna punish. I just want to teach him a lesson. And, and secondly, Palomino. Palomino has been a bully, and he thinks, you know, he, he you know, as you could see when he fought uh, Jim Miller, he bullied Jim Miller. Jim Miller already lost before the fight. You know what I mean? He bullies him, and, and you know, nobody's ever bullied me. I grew up in Hawaii, and I grew up around those kind of bullies. You know what I mean? And and that's how you humble them. You humble them with your fist. You let them know. And, you know, like, mental is very important in fighting. You know, if you already lose by a bully mentally, you know what I mean? You already lose a fight before you even start. And those guys can never get into my head. And those are the, the, the ones that I really want to punish, and you're going to see the best out of me when, when I punish those guys. There you go. So you got your hit list is uh, Reggie and Luis Palomino. We got Palomino coming on the show Thursday night. We're going we're gonna, to – I'm going to ask him about this. Yeah. See if uh if he'd be interested in uh fighting you after uh, after good John. Like I said, that yeah. fight is already planned out. If I if I'm if I'm back with BKFC, that fight is a fight that 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 is the reason why I'm gonna be back with BKFC if it ever happens. You know what I mean? 
because I don't want to be BKFC and stay at 135 because it doesn't motivate me. So, you know, I'm going to get rid of, of, of Reggie and get him out of the way. So that way all the track talk can get away and you show the fans what I can do. And then move up to 145 and 155. You know what I mean? If there's a belt at 145. But I, right now, I don't know when David's going to open up that belt. But 155 is what I'm targeting. I want that I want that winner. I already told everybody, you know. And so, like I said, who knows? You know, Tyler, good job might even beat him. So don't don't count Tyler. Right. I'm, 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 well, Tyler, you know. Tyler I agree with you. He's a boxer. You know, and Palomino is no good, no boxer either. He fights people. He fights. He don't box. He fights people. That's the difference between bare knuckle and boxing. In boxing, you can box the guy. You can move. Him. That's what Reggie does. He box people, but he don't fight people. Watch me. When I, when I fight him, when, I, when I'm fighting him, he don't have no place to run. I'm going to cut him up and make him run like a chicken. Ooh. I'm not making an exact comparison to, to you and Bedford and then good John and Palomino, but I, and, and this is no offense to you either. Cause obviously you won, but I really did feel like leading up to the Bedford fight. There was a very, like you were the underdog. I feel like a lot of people were saying like, ah, he's not going to win. He's have a chance, but, 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 and you shut everybody up. So good John could very well do the same thing. And I feel like a lot of people are looking past him. Saying, ah, you know, whatever. And he lost against felony. He lost against felony and he's not going to win. But it's like, I don't know. You don't know. I wouldn't count him out. Right. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm i friends with good John and I, I like him. You know, he, he he's similar like me. He came from a boxing background. You know, when I watch his title in BKB, he won the BKB title. I mean, he saw a, a really good display of a boxing and, and, and fighting in there. And when he fought um, felony, you know, I mean, from his, from what I heard, he had COVID two weeks before the fight. So, I mean, how can he be yeah. at his best? You know what I mean? So, a lot of people <clears> don't <throat> know that. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm giving it a 50-50. But once I see the first round, I see who dictate the pace. Because Palomino is going to try to dictate the pace. But he don't like when people pressure him. So, if when I, if he does win the title, you're going to see me pressure that guy. A bigger guy, I'm going to be right in front. And, you know, when people attack me, that's when they, they are... That, when I fought Johnny Bever, John didn't even want to throw punch first because he knows anytime he let his hands go, he's going to get tagged. And and uh, like I said, if I ever fight Johnny Bever again, the fight's going to be a lot easier. I fought the best Johnny Bever ever already because, I mean, he, if you watch his interview, that's what he said. That I was in nowhere there. You know, during the pandemic, I'm working over here and I, I barely even trained for that fight. So, and, and I, like I said, I got rusty uh, for not fighting for a year and not even training, not even going to the gym. You know, when I knew I, I was going to fight Bedford, I had four weeks to train, you know, and I trained by myself. So, you know, all my fights been training by myself. It's kind of unheard of, you know. So you own a restaurant? Yes. Uh, the, the restaurant here, you know, I, I I run it with my wife here. So, you know, I spend most of my time here every day. Every I day. see. So, I, see I, I see your hands wrapped. Are you? Yeah. Are, are you? Uh, are Tenderizing. You are you sparring in the kitchen? He's hitting the meat. <laughs> well, the meat's know, hanging I'm up in the freezer, and he's hitting right his tenderizer. I'm actually at the restaurant right now, and I, um, you know, I, I was, I was like I said, I was gonna do the interview with you guys, and then you know, and then train afterwards because nice. I know that you know, if something comes up, I, I gotta be at least motivated. You know, I gotta be at least you know decently you know hitting the bag because you know, if I'm not even like from we want to be before I fought Bedford for for six months, I didn't even touch the bag. I didn't even do nothing. You know what I mean? And then when I found out the fight was not like me, I'm the type of guy like I'm not motivated unless a contract is sent to me and I know the fight is on because I for the past 10 years, that's my career in boxing. You know, they're always like, oh, you got to fight. You never see the contract. The fight is not going to happen. 
I it, it, so I know when the contract is there in front of me, I know the fight's gonna happen. I just want to get ready, but you know, right now, anything can happen. So that's why I want to be a little bit, you know, shaking out on the bags and stuff. So that's why I wrapped my hands and I was gonna get the workout in. But then I, I checked my 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 email and I saw I saw you guys uh, message me. So I was like, maybe we can do this interview. Yeah, we we really appreciate you coming on, man. And it's and it's a really great news that you told us that you are still in, nego- in negotiations with David because when MMAfighting.com put that article out the other day and, and the buzz around the internet was going around, it really sounded like the BKFC had, had already like stripped you of the title and they were like, they were done. They were done talking, which, yeah. which according to you tonight, that is not the case. And we may, you know, we may see you back in that squared circle soon. And if and if it's against Reggie Barnett, if it's if it's against Louis Palomino, or even one of the one forty fivers like Jason Knight or Artem Lobov or uh, one of those guys, you know what I mean? Like you against any one of those names would be a hell of an entertaining show. And uh, and we hope to see you back in there soon. Absolutely, you know, like I said, every time I fight, you know, you know, if I, like I said, most people have never seen the best from me, and you know, in my mind, I know that, you know, as a fighter, I know they didn't get to see the best of me because you know, I, I always rush to get in shape. When you rush to get in shape, you never, you can never peak, and and uh, you know, um, so that's why I want to show the world, you know, for all those guys that's been talking trash, you know, what I mean, I mean, before when I was just, you know, fighting for BKFC, I don't see nobody talking trash. Now I get the belt. Everybody's going after me. They're calling me all kind of names, calling me the P words and this and that. And, you know, especially, you know, Palomino, you know what I mean? He, he, he you know, he, you know, he, I want to show the work. What are you going to do? Talking is cheap. I want to show the work. So that's why I want to be somewhat of a decent shape. So if we do get this worked out, I want to punish those two. Punish those twos and, and let 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 the fans know. You know what I mean? Outstanding. Yes. All right. Well, I got to tell you, man, it was it was great to have you on. I was so glad that you answered the call, and um, we'll give you this opportunity to go ahead shout out anybody you want to shout out, shout out any sponsors or anything like that, and then we'll let you get on your way, get get back to training. All right. Um, yeah, I want I want to give a shout out to you know Bare Knuckle Freak, you know uh, Joe Joe Miggs. He's trying to build up his podcast. You know, he sent me uh, a T-shirt here and uh, the, the, the boom gear from uh, from Ripper Ripper gear right here. Yeah, you guys can check them out. I think they they had a shirt for me. I was made for uh, for rating. So make sure you guys check them out. I want to thank all the fans for all their love and support. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, if you did, I always come to fight and I lay my myself on the line every time. You know, I'm the type of guy like like uh, Nate Diaz, right? Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of that? Did you watch the Nate Diaz fight last night? Yes, I I, I did. You know, he he. Uh, I I just saw clips. Of it. I didn't see the whole fight. Um, uh, but uh, but I just saw a few clips of it, and uh, and I mean, he 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 gained a lot of fans. You know, but I think you know, I think his time is, is getting old because you know, like I said, a fighter's career is very short. You know, right. And, and you gotta make the most money out of it, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, every time I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna lay my life on the line, and I'm gonna give the best fight possible for myself. And thank you. Uh, to all the haters too, you know, because the haters are also a fan because they're gonna, you know, the people that hate you are the one that's that's gonna pay to see you. You know, look at McGregor. You know what I mean? You can't oh, have everybody yeah. to love you because you know the haters are gonna be the one that's gonna buy and tune in to see you lose. But you know, I'm always gonna prove them wrong every time. Excellent, man. Absolutely. What do you say, Mike? Hey, thank you, Daff, for coming on the show. It was awesome to catch up with you, especially after the news just, that just came out. 
I really hope that you guys come to terms and we can see you fight Reggie. That's my, that's what I want to see. I want to see that Reggie fight, but I'll tell you what, that Palomino fight, I like to see that too, but I want to see the Reggie fight. You and Reggie, I'm looking forward to it. See, see Re Re Reggie, I've been studying him and I already know I'm going to bring it to him and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see, like I said, I'm going to punish him. I, I'm not, not just fighting, punish him. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm the one that like really wanted this fight, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, the money got to be right because, you know, my wife is the one that, that said yes or no. You know what I mean? I, I tell her, I just want to beat this guy. But my wife's like, look, you got a family <laughs> to feed her. You know what I mean? So that's all, man. Thank you so much for, for having me. Thank you, you guys. All right. Thank Thanks, you very man. much, Dad. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That was the, uh, the reigning 135-pound champion. It's, it's so weird because... Here we were thinking that he was already stripped of the title, but it, it doesn't sound that way to him. I mean, it it sounds like there's still. Um... I think it's a mix up. If you know, I think a lot of people are saying a lot of different things, uh, and I can, you know, I can only really go with what uh, you, you. So basically, David Feldman, we've been going back and forth trying to negotiate a contract for that, and we can't come to anything that works for either party. I'm not going to hold up other fighters who want to make a run at a title and that are willing to fight Dave Feldman. And I got that off the, uh, the knuckle me, uh, knuckle up media guys uh, page there. So I'll give them a little shout out. And I know yeah. you just threw up uh, Jeffrey Fuller. Yeah, too, Jeffrey, who Fuller also has so the podcast. Jeffrey Fuller says, watch my interview with that and Reggie. He, he had them both on at the same time. You'll hear what that had said to Reggie. I'm curious to what he's talking about there. So I'm going to have to check that out. I'm wondering if there was a, you know, the same, cause you, you know, he, he's that was saying that Reggie was, you know, talking a bunch of trash. I don't, I personally haven't heard that say much, but I honestly, I wasn't paying too much attention to the debt Reggie saga. So I just know that we had seen them fight. Um, live and bedford him in bedford yeah. and and i'm gonna tell you right now man that was one of the and like we've been to many um mma fights we've been to boxing I, we've been to um the lion fights at foxwoods and bellator and ufc that was one of the two of the fights that we saw that night were two of the best fights i had ever seen live in my life and it was the Sagala and Starling fight. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, three fights later, we saw this masterpiece between Bedford and Dat just beating the living shit out of each other. And, and I'm like, wow, I really, I really became a fan of both guys. I mean, I, I had already seen Bedford fight a few times for the BKFC. And um, to be honest with you, I had not seen the Travis Thompson fight or the uh, Alvarez fight with that. So when I saw Dat fight um, Johnny Bedford that that evening, it was the first time I had seen him fight Bare Knuckle, and I was just like blown away by the size difference. Johnny Bedford looked like a fucking monster in there yeah. over him. Yeah, and um, man, did he he was piecing up Johnny Bedford left and right. Bedford was getting him back. They both showed grit and toughness. It, it could have very well went, you know. 10 rounds, you know what I mean? 
neither one of them were dropping. And, and I, I, I keep saying this and I, I'm going to have to go back and research it. Don't they do a sudden death round? Like not a sudden death round. They do a tiebreaker. I, I believe it happened. Don't quote me on this, but I think it only happened one time. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I know it did happen. I, I cannot find, I've looked up the rules and there, the BKFC website should have a link on their website that with the rules, go to the rules and it should show all the rules Listen. or at least a link to the commissions or whatever. I know it happened. One um, time with Vogel, Ben, Ben, uh, Ben Fields jumping in the comments and letting us know. So yeah, uh, um, one time. And I, I just don't, so I don't know why they don't do that more often. Cause I know that there, what, there wasn't there a fight that we saw recently. We we're like, Oh, it's going to go to that round. And then it didn't. The what David Diaz, the David Diaz, uh, Spencer Ruggieri okay. fight. Yeah. That should have been a draw and it should have been going to an extra round, but right. it didn't. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, that what you just said about the, the website that don't get us even started on that, that they need, they need to hire a couple people to really put some work into that website to push information, yeah. to push the information out to the fans of the sport. Because really, like you just said, you don't really know exactly what's what with the rule set. They say they're under the unified rules of boxing, but no, they're not because mm -hmm. you can, you can dirty no, box. You can close. You could tie clinch. You could fucking, that's it. Not even close, dude. You could you could put a wizard on somebody, and you can hold their arm and just pound them with the other hand. You know what I mean? It's it's not the same as boxing, and um, yeah, it's like, and then if you go onto the BKFC website and you go to their roster and you click on one of their fighters, nothing happens. You get no information. Yeah, nothing happens. Like literally zero, nothing. It's just them. It's just a list of fighters that's not really like broken up into weight classes or anything like that. So like then uh actually uh Knucklepedia has probably the best mm -hmm. website for uh breakdown of fighters um in divisions and you can click on the hyperlink and bring it to the fighter. Uh and then like box rack, I guess, for you know, Tapology has some stuff, but it's like eh, it's a toss up sometimes, so you never really know. Right. Topology, you can find more mistakes on that website than you can find actual fucking facts. Um, and like, and we were talking to a fighter the other day and we we're like, you know what, maybe you're not getting fights because they think you don't have any kind of record. And oh, this, yeah. partic this particular fighter was like, no, 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 not, card? no, it was another one I was talking about. Remember, he was like, they had his picture on somebody else's record. They, oh, yeah. They, they had <laughs> his, they had his picture on some other guy's record. Yeah. But this other fighter we were talking to, I don't know if you remember this conversation. It was offline, it was not on the show. Mm -hmm. And, and this particular fighter was like, you know what? If I wanted to, I could go in there and put a bunch of smoker fights in as amateur fights that I won. I'm like 19, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, or 29 and oh in these in these fights and i and i got names and dates to prove them and all i got to do is go into tapology and add it myself but i'm not going to do that shit because they're mm. all bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean it's like uh you know so i take a, a website like that with a grain of salt um it's kind of like the nike app that i run with you know, I can run and press start and it follows me, you know, on the map and everything and, and clocks how fast I'm running and how far I go. Or I can just go in and just add a run and say, yeah, I ran 17 miles yesterday. You know, our boy you Ben Field, our, our boy Ben Field um, has a show coming up mm -hmm. and um, 
He's going to be interviewing. So what, what we want you guys to do is tune in tomorrow night to Against the Cage. Uh, a good friend of ours is going to be interviewing a guy named Ricardo Henderson, also known as Porsche Truck Ruck. And Ben was giving us some information on this guy, and he's like an absolute, you know, making your life into something out of nothing type story. And uh, he came he came from a rough background, and and now he's he's succeeding and thriving in um in uh, cage wars in Schenectady, New York. He's a uh, two and one. He's got a big fight coming. He's got a big fight coming up. So make sure you pay attention to uh, to Ben. He, his show is a great show. Uh, ben is a funny ass fucking dude. Like he is. Me and me and Mike were shooting the shit with him just before going live today, and he just says funny ass shit, man. He, I don't remember. I I probably can't even say some of the things he was saying because you probably get, <laughs> <laughs> he will get him in trouble. What do you he, mean? I don't know. He might have been using some some salty language. What do you mean, what Kyle? What do you mean? Yeah. So, um, do you know? Do us all a favor. Support all these other shows too, man. We're not the only ones out there. Um. I used to do a show called the the Beauvais MMA Roundhouse, and um, you know I love Bob Beauvais for the fact that he got me into podcasting. So you know these this, these podcasts, this this shit that we do is fun, man. We we got to talk to a 135 pound world champion tonight, who's in the in the media for for reasons that he probably doesn't want to be in the media, but it was an honor to talk to a guy like that, and we were, it was also an honor to talk to Danielle Wynn, who's an up and coming fighter who is grinding who is training with the Lehman brothers, who is about to fight her fourth fight since October. And she also has another one already lined up, not signed, but you know, to talk to a person like that, it's really cool. So support the Jeffrey Fullers of the world, the Ben Fields, the, the Joe Miggs, you know, our show knuckle up guys. If, if I'm forget- yep. Inside uh, uh, the mine of fighting. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there and a lot of them will give you decent, you know, really good information. Mm-hmm. You know, they might, they might not fuck around and joke around as much as we do like with our fun and games and our speed rounds and whatnot. But you know, everyone's got their own thing and, um, you know, big shout out to everyone. And thank you guys for all tuning in. I got a picture of the old Ricardo Henderson. It's the man right here. There he is. That's Ricardo, him. that's Porsche Truck Ruck. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting nickname. And you and can I find that him. man on, oh, look at that, Cage Wars. Ooh, look at that. Cage wow. Wars. How about that? It's a badass logo, man. I, I like got to say. I got to say. I like it. You know, uh, it's prettier than Ben's face. I will tell you that much. Yeah, we'll pop that up anytime. If Ben wanted us to put his face on here, absolutely not. Not happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's never say never say never. You know what? If if Ben wa- if, hey, if Ben wanted to come online right now, we'd we you want hey Ben, if you're still watching and you're in the comment section, say He's bring got the invite. Yeah, right, Bing, right, you know. Send us you, some money. You'd lose no, 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 no. I sent you an invite earlier. Go ahead and click on that same invite. Come in and plug your show. Do it right now. Come on. Who wants to see Ben Field come on here and plug his show? Ben Field, plug, we got Big Ben. Ben, ben Field could come on right this second and tell us about the Cage Wars event coming up because Cage Wars is coming back for the first time since COVID. And I feel like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Since we're, you know, spreading love right now, I'm going to do this impromptu. I'm hey, sending. What? Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. 
That's Moet right. and Alize keep me tipsy. <laughs> Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters because they, they miss me. me. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. See, invite this show, sent. In, oh, you had to send another invite. I mean, God damn, would he lose his friggin' email? I mean, shit. I just sent it. So, so it, before we wrap up this show, we're going to give Ben an opportunity to come on to promote. So, Kyle, how is being first sergeant of a unit? How do you feel? You know what, dude? So far, so good. And I feel like I feel like I made I really I really made huge moves um, today. My Money first, moves? No, no, no. My first my first uh, like major thing that I wanted to do when I got into the position that I had the opportunity to get into um, was was help out the people that helped me out throughout my career. Right. And my boy, he was in the comments a little earlier. I don't know if he's still watching right now, but Larry Davis yes. is one of the hardest working, funniest, smartest motherfuckers. But and, and he will give you the shirt off his back. He will fucking do anything he needs to do to take care of the people that he cares about. And I believe that that is the um, he has the attributes to be like the greatest fucking training NCO ever, because what he loves to do is take care of soldiers and uh I, I really made a hard push to get Larry the training NCO position for Alpha Company, the biggest company in the state of Connecticut, and uh, made that fucking shit happen today. It's official. He's the, he's the next Alpha Company training NCO. Awesome. He, he is my right-hand man when it comes to Johns Inc., you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's another story for another day. Maybe I'll have Larry Davis on as a veteran guest very soon, and we can talk about this. But, hey. Sure. We got an impromptu guest right now that's going to come on real quick. Tell us a little bit about his uh, organization, Cage Wars, and um, an upcoming fight. Ba boom! We can't oh, see Jesus you. Jesus Christ! Can you turn? Oh, off? climbing oh, in the there car. We go. Now, actually, there we go. There man, he that is. Was a good, uh, impromptu sound booth here for the impromptu interview. How's that for you? What's we make up? do with what we have. So, do I What's need to happening? pull out the voice for this, or am I good to just fucking? Well, wait a minute. I want to hear you f do the best Cage Wars, you know, welcome back Cage Wars family fucking type yuck it up voice that you could possibly do right oh, now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this going to, no, that wasn't, it was Bob and I that were sending back messages and hype voice. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm definitely excited, man. And if, if I'm going to open a show and say anything, the first thing I'm going to say is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back the New York State's leading mixed martial arts promotion has finally returned here we go there'll be something along those lines um i know i'm really excited to get back at it and uh get back in there and help tell these guys stories man these are some of the greatest people that you'll ever meet including guys like ricardo henderson who's literally the definition of started from the bottom now we're here and he really hasn't even his apex yet multi-talented man whether it's his music or his, his mixing of the martial arts you know this this guy's an absolute uh inspirational story from the base and and you said he's music he, he makes music as well yeah he actually he, he does rap and like <clears throat> when i first heard that i'm like oh great here's another of these fucking soundcloud rappers until i listened to it and it's, and really, it's really good dude like you guys should check it out. Google that. Uh, give YouTube uh, a Porsche truck, Porsche truck ruck on YouTube. Excuse me. And uh, you'll find some of his songs. His, his recent one is stuck. That one's pretty good. I like it. Uh, he's got a really, really good mixtape out there on, uh, on YouTube as well. So make sure you check him out. 
really multi-talented, as I said. That's awesome, man. And uh, go ahead and tell everybody, like, when is the upcoming Cage Wars event? Um, how do – I mean, are you guys at full capacity as far as, like, ticket sales go and stuff like that? I'm not sure what the capacity is at yet. Things are changing day by day. I'm actually uh, – if you ask me, I think we're going to, New York will be wide open by the end of the week. Um, they said 70% vaccination and the lift restrictions. And I think we're about there. So, you know, we may yeah. be able to sell out the Washington Ave Armory. You never know. They, they may let us do that. Um, as far as if not, I, I don't know what the, uh, the percentage will be by the date, but right now we're running as limited number of tickets available and they're all available at cagewarsmma.com. The dates are June 25th. That is headlined by uh, Kyle Kaler and Harley Locklear for the lightweight title. Fucking incredible fight. Give me a second. I'll get into that. And then June 26th is uh, the night of the BKFC event that you guys will be at. But that is headlined with a heavyweight title fight for the vacant heavyweight title. Uh, Anthony Panic and Josh Walker will be fighting that one out. That's going to be a pretty good fight, too. But what, what a fucking interesting heavyweight fight if you want one. Hell yeah, man. Everyone loves a good fucking heavyweight throwdown for sure. Um, how many total fights do you guys have on the card? Is it like a full 12, 15 fights? You got a, you got a big one going? The full card will be released, uh, released uh, shortly, excuse me. Um, should be coming out within the next week if I, if I know. I, but I don't, I don't do the matchmaking, so uh, okay. that's not exactly my area of, of expertise. I'm just the dude with the microphone that tells the stories. And while I may know some things that others don't, um, I don't know at all. So, hey, I have an answer for you for the COVID uh, vaccination rates. Fifty percent right now. In New York State. In New York State, out of twenty point six million, nine point seven two million are vaccinated according to the latest and greatest numbers. So that's fifty percent on the dot. Your, what's your source on that one? Uh, it's fucking Google. Pornhub. Google. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, I believe your source is off. Um, Statistics. Watch your watch my oh. governor. If you can watch him long enough without being sexually harassed by him, you can. Uh, That's all right. You can sexually harass him. <laughs> I think right. I won comment of the year earlier, man. Seriously, where's my award? I want a little medal. I'm going to put it on my mantle. You talking about the glove? The glove with the, co- yeah, the conjugate. Yeah, the glove I, off. You guys burst out laughing a little bit right there in the middle. Of I that. did actually I, look at it and smile. My bad. That is, uh, it's true though, man. Like now you can hit it raw. Why would you ever go back? No glove. Like there's certainly no love. You know what? And, and you, hey, we're over and there. My two kids are proof that I never did. We're exactly. Over, hey, we're over there having like a serious conversation with a guy who <laughs> just, just possibly got his title stripped. And you're like, would you be interested in training with Joshua Fabia? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. Asshole. He said, can you, can you. Uh, can you talk more on Joshua Fabier? So I was like, God damn it. And then, yeah, man. So Would you I, consider Joshua Fabia as a coach. Sorry if I yelled too loud. I so <laughs> I, um, you, let, you I don't like the bat? interesting news about Mr. Fabia. He may be an upcoming guest on the against the cage podcast. No and tell all. So uh, look forward to that coming up soon. No and, way. Uh, also, Are you serious? You're, you're telling I swear the truth. To God. No way. That's I'm not. Awesome. I wouldn't yeah. shit you, Kyle. You're my favorite I, dude. I know, but I'm telling you, man, I cannot imagine the shit that you are going to ask that dude. <laughs> like <laughs> like for, for anybody that's never fucking watched <laughs> against the cage with Ben Fields, you need, you need to, um, 
you need to get over and watch against the cage hey, because you know I'm what telling I can... you, his content is fucking golden. You know what I can tell you though? I think that Joshua Fabia is crazy enough to believe that Lauren Murphy is going to be Shevchenko for the title. Listen, motherfucker, a... I knew when you guys were going to say something about that shit. I was waiting for He's it. the one person that you could get, I think. Fuck you both. She clapped you girls' cheeks yesterday, so I don't want to hear that shit. All right, you wait. December, they're gonna book that shit for December, and she's gonna wreck a bitch and shock the world. <laughs> All right, oh, man. No. I, I look. I don't want to feel like I'm hating. You know, what I, like I always feel like I'm hating on her because I'm really not. I just don't think she's just she's just so slow. I feel like like she's somebody just so, was like, like punches are like. They were trying to like bag on me for being a fan of like, when your fighter's ugly, and I was like, I'm not arguing with you that she was stitched together by a leather like an old leather purse, like. I'm not fighting with you on that. It's ugly Lauren Murphy. I get it. But she's going to be your next flyweight champ. It's lucky, guys. I mean, I don't know. Oh, my God, Ben. You're a fucking <laughs> I mean, listen, she's a she's a good fighter in her division, whatever. But I think I, I always say, you know, like, matched up against Shevchenko. Like, I mean, she just looks like she's fucking molasses. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm going crazy. Kind of like, the smaller, like... She was the equivalent for her weight classes to like what Kyle is, like the smaller end of average at Bantamweight, and then she was able to make <laughs> 125 perfectly. So, uh, you motherfucker. I think uh, she What was make- our bet? Okay, so for those who don't know. Are you going to wear I, makeup or some shit? Oh, man, no, dude, that one already happened. You and I need to figure out the terms of this bet, too. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to have to go back to the episode. So for those who don't know, I was a guest on Against the Cage, and we were predicting who's going to be the champ in each division at the end of 2021. And this raving lunatic over here says that the 125-pound champion at the end of 2021 for the UFC female flyweight division will be Lauren Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lauren Murphy over Valentina Shevchenko and I almost shut the it wasn't even my show but I said I can I cannot allow you to continue this is bullshit <laughs> I actually I, I actually pulled this knife out and almost stabbed myself in the face do you remember that I was like I will jam this in my eye if this bullshit continues I have the <laughs> clip I'll have to post it again on social media <laughs> I was just Going off again on one of my tangents, you know, zero to a hundred so fast, and I'm peeling the fucking tires right off the rim. And he literally just stays like, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> I can't do this. And like, if that is not the perfect representation of my wife once a week in the 10 years that we have been together, I don't know what <laughs> I just else. can't do it. Once a week, where he's like, You're fucking stupid. I can't do this. Like, yeah, I just yeah. yeah, I get going on things, man. But I'm telling you, when I'm right, I am right. And this is a situation where you cannot deny it. You just wait. Oh Jesus. Just wait. But- oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know what, dude, Ben, thank you for uh for popping in here. I wanted to give you an opportunity to shout out. How often are you gonna be doing against the cage episodes? Are you gonna be doing this more regularly now? Because uh, I know you had taken some time during COVID. You uh you kind of just took some time to yourself but you're getting back into it you've you've been doing episodes are you going to be doing them yes. on the on the regular we started the pandemic really strong we were doing you know sometimes three four shows a week um and then life happened you know what i mean um towards the tail end of things i i, I got covid um you know we had issues with my, my mother i take care of her for a living that's that's part of my job and she's 
her, her health has rapidly deteriorated over the last year. So, you know, things going on with that, my niece in an ATV accident. So there's just been things that have come up that, you know, just like another kick in the balls after the other. And, um, the thing with the against the cage live interviews with these fighters now that are on these cards that make it kind of difficult to be able to tell you guys like, here's when this is, here's when that is. And this is the definitive dates. And is these are all usually on these fighters. Uh, oh, I'm going dark. Look at that. Uh-huh. Ready? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. second coming. Here we go. <laughs> Next one's like 30 minutes or less. It's free like dominoes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So it, it, I base everything off the fighter's schedule because it, it's telling their story and the show is as much theirs as it is mine. So it's rated whatever they want. We talk about what they want, what matters to them. And that's why it's difficult to be able to tell you guys like, oh, we're going to be on every Monday or every Tuesday and every Friday because sometimes like, for example, I had, I had a fighter I was going to interview last week and we had the date set out. I made the announcement and then he had a death in his family in the morning of the interview. And um, it does happen. Shit happens, man. Like you know, the, the reason why somebody no, you know, like no, right. you, you have to. Um, and I'm the type of guy, man, that I got into this not because I wanted to chase cloud or anything like that, but I wanted to tell the stories of the people that are mm -hmm. sacrificing their health and their safety for our entertainment. And at the end of the day, really, we should be doing everything we can to benefit these fighters and tell their stories. Yeah, right. Because they're doing this for our entertainment. So that's. If, you know, in a nutshell, why I do what I do. I know you didn't ask that question, but there's that for you. No, it's hey. awesome, and dude, that's that's why we had Danielle on tonight because we wanted to get her on before she fights for Game Bread, and she was like, "I could do Sunday night." I mean, like you just said, it it really these fighters are so busy, and their training is so crazy. I mean, if 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 there's, we have been fortunate enough to like be able to lock down Wednesdays and Thursdays. A lot of people are willing to just come on Wednesdays and Thursday nights. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we just got lucky. <laughs> like that's the one, those are the two nights that like people got, got time, but whatever. <laughs> if I could take it back real quick, I think Kyle, I think I this, this is this. when, when you, there we go. This is fucking ridiculous. Can <laughs> <laughs> we play this one more time? I can't do this. Let's, let's, I can't, I can't do this. You still love me. This is fucking ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I broke him. There's no other way around it. I I broke him. I I, I couldn't take it no more, man. I was done. That was a great listen. That was super fun. Blood pressure rising through the Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's always a good time when we talk to you, Ben. And um. You know, you got to get Mike on against the cage one night without me. You guys would have a fucking hell of a time together. And um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, anytime, guys. Um, what what time tomorrow night is your show with? Uh, we Ricardo? start at nine thirty with Paul Lafond. He debuts, I believe, at Cage Wars forty six. If not, then it's forty seven. Pick a day, Friday or Saturday. I don't know. I couldn't tell. You don't have my papers in front of me. Uh, we got Paul Lafond on at nine thirty, and then we got. Uh, we got Ruck on it at 10 and they actually train both out of the same gym and they're actually working together on these camps. So it's going to be a really interesting episode. A boy, Brandon Quigley is going to be doing some guest hosting. It's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, real quick guys, before I drop out of here, um, I want to let you know, I'm really proud of you guys. Seriously. Um, I remember when, when the group started out and it was combos with Kyle and you were coming in here and just shooting the shit. And to see where this has come and, and after all the conversations we've had and, and everything like that, it's really heartwarming to see where you guys are at. And 
and where you're going and the trajectory of this entire thing that just started as an idea for you. You know what I mean? I absolutely love this. I'm so proud of you guys. I wish I could put it into words, but no amount of words I could sit here and spew would, would do justice to just how proud of you guys I am. Appreciate With you. With that dude. being said, what is made of steel, sex appeal, and vanishes into thin air? <laughs> dude. That was the old Chael exit right there. I yeah, like that. He's That kid's a fucking trip, man. I love that guy. And um, at the beginning, like he was just saying, at the beginning of this, like I, I used to do the, the Beauvais with Bob, the Bowie MMA roundhouse with Bob. I still, I think it's still in existence. I don't know. I, Bob took a long hiatus from uh, podcasting. Uh, Sean Shamrock was, was picking up the slack for him over there. And, you know, hopefully we, we see him back in there at some point, but, um, you know, when I was doing the show with him, I, we got hooked up, I got hooked up with Ben and Ben like really loved the idea of this show. And Ben was like, uh, I could get you a couple people and he hooked me up with Jeremy Wolfolk and um, John. He actually gave me John Fitch's manager's contact info, which I, when we started this, I didn't even know how to get fighters. You know what I mean? I was just, I, we were, I was direct messaging fighters on Instagram and be like, you want to come talk? You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. just hoping. Yeah. And then um, he was like, I, I think, I think if you contact, john fitch's manager he would be willing to come on the show and he was one of the first really big names that i got to talk to uh bob got me shoney carter bob got me um bruce boyington joey beltran joey beltran like bob got me off and running and then ben hooked me up with a few guys and and ever since then um man it's been a hustle we've been just we've been reaching out on our own hooking up with management companies hooking up with fighters and like you know this thing it just keeps on growing and, and uh i'm truly appreciative for all the people that helped us out and you know whatever <laughs> you know we're all still growing so that's right 10 years God from now it. 10 years from now when uh mike and mish are sitting cage side for bkfc in uh in like uh chris lytle and fucking uh sean wheelock's chairs we'll we'll all know who we need to thank Mm -hmm. that's correct because <laughs> it's gonna happen it it's will gonna happen. happen yeah it's gonna happen it's fucking law of attraction my friend yeah man it's so hey with that said man we got we got an awesome up-and-coming fighter uh making her debut at at, B, at uh game bread this this coming friday we got a we got a world champion on tonight and then we had um Big, big heart Ben over there at fucking Cage Wars. So it was a yep. hell of an episode tonight on an impromptu uh, Sunday night special. Yeah. What do you think? We um we go ahead. We plug our Wednesday. Wednesday night, we have Teresa Sagala, one half of another fight of the year candidate. She's coming on. She'll be fighting Pearl Gonzalez at PKFC 18, June come on, 26th. Pearl. Where you at? Yeah, we need Pearl to come on, too. Teresa Sagala will be on. Um. At 9 p.m., the show is going to be at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night, followed by Monica Medina, the other half of the very first bare knuckle MMA female fight ever against yep. Danielle Wynn. Monica Medina will be on at 9:30, following Teresa Sagala, and then Thursday we have Baboon, That's Luis right. Luis Palomino. The 155-pound BKFC champion will be stopping uh -huh. by Thursday night on the Mike and Miss show. 
And it's still up in the air. I'm not saying any names, but there was two other fighters that, you know, like Ben just said, these these fighters are busy and it's hard to lock them down sometimes. But if if uh, we keep doing our due diligence and try to lock these dudes down, Thursday night has the potential to be an absolute fucking banger again. So we say we call Mike. I'm ready, man. This is a good show. And I'm excited for this upcoming week for sure. All right. So, so tune in, everybody. Yeah. Share. Ev- Don't forget to like and share the podcast. Please like and share the podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's With right. that said, and uh, oh, and by the way, the new shipment of shirts will be in next week. Mike's wearing oh, one. Good. Right Just now. in time. Just in time. Right. Just in we, time. Just in we, time. We got that. We got the white and we got the black coming in. Um, so you guys want a shirt, hit us up instant, me- uh, you know, Facebook message me or, uh, DM me and, uh, we will, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill for clone, baby. I uh, was showing off. I'm oh, sorry. I was trying to show off my biceps, but never mind. Oh, you were doing it wrong. You, you I haven't been working on them for seven years. I wanted you guys to see. Yeah, Susan Walker, your shirt's going to be in the mail as soon as it fucking gets here. I am so sorry about the wait. But thank you guys for all supporting us. Thank you for coming to church on Sunday night. And uh, we will catch you on Wednesday. Peace.